0: Mark chapter seven and I will read from verse twenty four onwards and I also want to take you to Matthew chapter 15, so we will read both sections, I will read Mark chapter 7 first, and then we will go to Matthew chapter 15. Mark chapter 7, from verse 24 onwards. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house and wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syro-Phoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For this saying, Go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. And then she had come to her house. She found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. Praise be to God. Verse 24, we read that Jesus Christ moved out of where he was and moved to the location. God wanted him too. And the perfect will of God at that point was, no one should know where he was. The purpose was for Jesus to be hidden during that time. That was God's perfect will. Now Jesus didn't do anything wrong. Obviously someone there had uh, seen or heard or through someone by some means let people know that he was there. The perfect will of God is God's plan for that day for a person. But then something can happen not because Jesus actually didn't follow the perfect will of God, but there was some kind of an external interference that took place. When that happened, then the next course of action that needed to take place was the will of God in the next situation. When a diversion happens, then God uses the diversion for His purposes. That doesn't mean that whoever caused the perfect will of God to not take place will actually get appreciated because the diversion had something to do with bringing some good for someone else. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. There was a purpose for Jesus to be hidden in that place. We don't know. It's not written. We don't know. Could be he wanted to pray. It could be he just had something that God had for him. In that place where he needed to be hidden. But it didn't happen that way. Now because it didn't happen that way, someone who heard about him being there came there. God uses every opportunity. Even when the enemy tries something and he uses someone and uses situations and circumstances and moves people to do things that are not from the Lord, which is go against God's perfect will. There's no defeat when it comes to the will of God. Immediately, God provides an alternative to do that which God wants the person to do in order to accomplish the will of God in a different way. So in Jesus' life, in His ministry, there was this perfect will of God that was there, which God revealed to Jesus because Jesus though being God he is the son of God God himself in flesh he came as a man doing the will of the father and the revealed will of God to him was to stay here so that no one knows that you're staying here. But he could not be hidden. When the Bible says something like this, there's a lot within that half a sentence there. There's a story behind it. Somebody leaked the news. Somebody not only didn't do their job properly, somebody messed up here. Somebody went against the will of God did something that they should not have done. It's a warning to God's people here. We should be people who know to follow the perfect will of God. Whatever the Lord says, we should be willing to do and have the wisdom to do that when we are willing to do it and have the wisdom to do it, then we will be working together with God to accomplish the will of God, the perfect will of God, and will not be working against God, against the perfect will of God. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. The Spirit of the Lord bears witness to every word He's speaking this morning. This is not something that I read ahead of time today or this week or this month or even last month or even the previous month. I don't recall even reading this section during my personal Bible study or family Bible reading or. Even during this year, there are quite a number of messages God has spoken to us from this section to our church. It will really be a blessing if you go back and listen to it. But this morning, the Spirit of God is bringing to our hearts at this hour very key, key factors and key principles. And God abides by and expects every single person who is in His team to abide by and to follow so that they can go along with the plan of God, the perfect will of God. We should be people who Do not disturb the perfect will of God. We should be people who will be a blessing to God by contributing to the perfect will of God. Now, moving from here, the focus is turning to something. With that perfect will of God now messed up over here, there's something that comes out of it. It doesn't mean that. Oh, because the perfect will of God was messed up. That's why this came. If this never happened, then this wouldn't have come. So, Oh, well, it's a good thing that somebody came and messed up the perfect will of God and now someone got blessed. We cannot say that. We cannot say that. Because David committed adultery and from that Adultery, the child that came was struck by the Lord and it died. The child that came after that, because David repented, and it was a marriage, and the child that came from that married relationship, though it was something that was not meant to in the perfect will of God. But because David repented, and he thoroughly repented, and he repented before everyone and wrote that psalm for everyone to see, God was gracious and he restored him by giving him Solomon. Because God gave Solomon and because Solomon loved the Lord and God loved Solomon, does it mean that what David did was right in marrying Bathsheba? No. Because God's plan after that was for Solomon to become the king, to take David's throne, for Solomon to build the temple. Does it mean that what David did was right? No. David presumptuously sinned and he bore the consequences for that. Immorality never left his generation. Bloodshed never left his generation. The mercy of the Lord came. To bless them with Solomon and look at Solomon's life. Though he built the temple, though he took care of what is that told him to take care of, including his enemies, but you look at his life. He was a man who went away, departed his heart, who departed in his heart the ways of the living God because of lust and wanting more of everything, from things to women, it cost him everything. His kingdom was divided into two. Think about it. Never take sin lightly. Never think that, oh, what I'm doing is no big deal. I can ask God for forgiveness and once I ask for forgiveness, it's over. Yes, God is merciful. Yes, God wants to restore. But presumptuous sin will cost you. It will open the door wide for Satan to come. And devastate you and your generation. It will open the door wide for curses to come upon you and your generation. God is speaking at this hour. We have to be very careful. Before being foolish, as the Lord had me tell on Tuesday, think a hundred times. Make sure the choice you're making is the fruit that you want to eat after that. Make sure. If a person wants to drive 100 miles on his motorbike or his car, he should be smart enough to to know, think, and decide for himself what he wants, life or death, Being in a nursing home, being behind bars, think before. As Jesus said, before you build a house, you count the cost. Same goes for before you sin. Before you presumptuously do anything, foolishly do anything, make sure you think about it because it will affect you, your children and their children and their children. There are certain curses, as the Lord had me speak on Tuesdays, it will not be removed, no matter how you wail and cry and stand upside down on your head. When you boldly sin against God Almighty, like the children of Israel did, Let the blood of this innocent man come upon us and our children and their children. They knew when they said it, and they got it. They asked for it, and they got it. As a result of that, they suffered, their children suffered, their children suffered, their children suffered, their children suffered. Many, many generations down the road, they suffered because they asked for it. When we go against the Lord and we presumptuously sin, we must know, we ask God for His curse upon our lives. May God help every single one to understand here. A better understanding of the scriptures and what it means to truly be true to God is essential for every single one's understanding if that understanding is not there if you don't know and claim that you don't know when the consequence comes you will bear the fruit of it you will have to eat the fruit of it so be careful with the choices you make, be careful with what you do with your life. Whatever God is entrusted into your hands, make sure you do it with utmost reverence and utmost care. God entrusted Solomon with his kingdom. God entrusted Saul with his kingdom. God entrusted David with his kingdom. God entrust, entrusted Uzziah with his kingdom. God entrusted Josiah with his kingdom. Many, many people were entrusted with something that was dear to the heart of God. Some did well, the others, after some time, they said, I don't have to. And they bore the consequences of this. Sin. Of being bold in sinning. Being bold in sinning. See, it is important to listen when the Lord speaks. There was this priest in the Bible. His name was Eli. He became so dull after some point, not because he was actively immoral or stealing something from the church. now. When his sons defiled the temple of God and when they were moral, he did not remove them from the position of serving the Lord. He simply told them, My son, these things shouldn't be there. You shouldn't be doing this and that's about it. Very soft on sin while the house of God was being desecrated day by day by day. His ears became so dull. His eyes became so dull. It took someone much younger than him. Samuel. For the Lord to speak to him. A child to whom God spoke of what was going to happen. The dreadful things that were going to happen. To Eli and to the nation of Israel. God couldn't find any person, any person in Israel. Out of all the people in Israel, He could find one person. A person that the rest of the nation would say, God can't speak through this. Look at the age. Look at how little he is. God can speak through this person. I don't believe God can. All the people would have thought God cannot speak through this person are all disqualified by God. God spoke through this little child who stood holy before God and who served in the house of God. Every single day. What happened when the warning came to this little prophet? Little in the sight of man, but big in the sight of God. Great in the sight of God. When the message of the Lord came to Samuel, and Eli heard about all of this, It was not that he said, oh my God, what have I done? Let me repent. Let me cry out to God. No. I see. I know what God has spoken. I know everything is true. I understand. That what needed to be done was not done. As a result of that, he broke his neck and he died. That's not how his end should have been. His sons, they died. His daughter-in-law, while giving birth, she said, The glory of the Lord has departed from Israel. Why should all these things happen? These are irreversible curses, which could have been prevented, but was not prevented. God is speaking to every single one here. Look at your life and make the changes you need to make. Repent where you need to repent before it becomes irreversible, says the Lord Most High. One thing you don't want to do is to walk around the rest of your life with a curse on your head. And the worst part is when the delusion comes and you don't even know that you have a curse on your head, go from one doctor to another 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 doctor, to another doctor. and think to your wise, and end in a state of spiritual sickness and physical sickness. God is Warning his people at this hour. Tampering with the perfect will of God will. Tampering with the perfect will of God will invite curses upon a believer. Tampering with the perfect will of God is asking for, actively asking for curses. Tampering with the perfect will of God is actively opening the door to the curse of Satan upon yourself and your generation. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Just because something happened in plan B doesn't mean that the work of God that should have taken place during plan A that suspended was a blessing. Doesn't mean that it was a blessing, no. God is a God who will work in any place, any time, with anything. He cannot be controlled. He cannot be confined. This is God Almighty. When Jesus should have been hidden, when he wanted no one to know. There was a breach here. There was a turn in the story here, in the plan of God here. Now, the story... Looks like it turned out for the better, because of our God who is unstoppable, something else took place here. But so what needed to happen that God had in his original plan, did not happen. But you know how God is? He always exceeds, because that's the power of God he takes vengeance on the enemy and he makes something even better to come out of it but that doesn't mean that plan A being suspended was a good thing no we must remember David's life we must remember Solomon's life we must remember the life of Jesus here in this chapter mark chapter 7 to so now with plan a being disrupted and you see the goal which was to keep Jesus hidden was not accomplished I see a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit. She heard about him and she came and fell at his feet. She got the news that Jesus was here, which should not have happened. She could have seen him another time. But it happened this way. Because Plan A was suspended. Not by God, but by man. The devil working through man, whoever it was that day, God knows about that. So it was suspended. Satan worked through someone and people got to know that Jesus was there. The plan of God, whatever God wanted to do by keeping Jesus alone that day for whatever time frame it was got disrupted, diverted. People have come. This woman heard that Jesus is here. Obviously, someone told her. When this should not have happened, this should not have been the case, someone told her that Jesus is here. May God help us never to be that someone when it comes to disrupting the plan of God when God tells us to do something we better do what he's told us to do as it will keep us in a place of blessing when we listen to the voice of the enemy Lucifer the old serpent who always come and say oh did God really say that? I'll show you a better way what happens? We remove ourselves from a place of blessing and places in a place, place ourselves in a place of curse. This is why God says in His Word, "You have blessings and curses before you. Choose what you want," and He said, "Choose blessing." Do this, you'll be blessed. If you do this, you're going to inherit curses. God doesn't want us to inherit curses, and that's why He says, based on what you choose, you're going to get. To choose wisely. How many times have we heard the Spirit of the Lord speak? Speak through the terms of God, saying, choose wisely, choose wisely, choose wisely. Now this woman heard through someone. They're not helping Jesus now. We can't say, well, I'm doing God's work and I'm telling everybody that he said. No, he didn't want that to happen today. It's a specific instruction. I don't want anyone knowing that I'm here today. What should have been kept and should have been followed. But insult self is very strong, I want to do what I want to do. Who are you to tell me what I need to do, by the way? Who are you, Jesus? The anointed one? You may be the anointed one, but I'll do what I want to do. Well, I want this person to be healed. I want that person to be healed. I want this to happen. I want what I want. When you hear this, we need to know that you hear. Satan's speaking those sentences. God's work must be done in God's way. According to the leading of the Holy Spirit that comes through the servants of God, God is blessed. During a, a particular period, during a particular season, in Jesus' case, it was three and a half years after that. He was crucified He rose again from the dead and He's seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for His people. During those three and a half years, He ministered. He followed the perfect will of the Father. It's important for us to hear this as the Spirit of the Lord wants us to hear this. What God has placed before us We need to have the wisdom to simply obey. That's what a a disciple is supposed to do. A disciple is supposed to follow. A disciple is not about his master and a student is not about his teacher. When that thought comes that a disciple is about his master, when a disciple thinks that he's about his master... And a student thinks that he's about his teacher, you know, delusion has set in. That means the person is not thinking straight at this point. They will crash very soon because they're off in every way. That's a very dangerous place to be in. It's like Peter saying, Jesus said, Satan is gonna sift you Peter Uh, Peter Peter's "No, that's not gonna happen Peter's so confident there are some people who say no devil can bring me down and no devil can tempt me no devil can make me fall and no devil can I'm never gonna make this wrong move well the very same people the ones who have big doors open They fall very hard. God is speaking at this hour. Don't be confident in the wrong path because it will lead to death. Don't confidently travel on the wrong path for it will lead you to the place of death. It's important to have the fear of the Lord. When God calls us to do something, He calls us to do His will. And that's all we're called to do, and that's all we must do. Nothing more, nothing less. It's important to be good followers. Good followers are followers who only do what they're told to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Oh, here, somebody has done this job of overstepping what Jesus said. As if they're more compassionate than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. This was a snare to Moses which took Moses out of the promised land. The Lord said, Moses, I know these people. I'm going to wipe them out. And I'm going to take you into the promised land. He said, oh, no, 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 Lord. What will the Egyptians think? And what will the people, the surrounding nations think? And what will this person think? And what will that person think? And... Oh, no, no, no. Keep them, Lord. Keep them, Lord. And those were the very people that kept him from the promised land. One thing we need to know. God is the most compassionate Father. God is the most compassionate being. There's no human On earth was more compassionate than God. And when his spirit is upon. Those who are one with him. The direction that God will take through them. Will be the direction that. God will approve. And God will reward. Going against that is asking for. God's curse to come upon our lives. And place a snare before us. And take ourselves away from the blessing of God. We must know this. Never think that. You're too spiritual or more spiritual than God. Never think that. Oh, we should be doing this. or this is how it should be done. And this is how we need to do it. When God leads a church in a direction through the shepherds, It is important for every sheep to know this is how we need to go. This needs to be drilled into every single one here. Very important. To keep yourselves from the snares of Satan. There's a reason for everything. And the reason will not be explained to the sheep unless God wants a portion of it to be explained. There's a reason for it. The Bible never says over here why Jesus did not want people to know. It doesn't say here. It's not necessary. But only thing that they needed to know was Jesus did not want anybody to know that He's here. That's it. Everybody should have done their job In following what the Lord said. But instead, now you have the sick coming, the needy coming, everybody coming. It's untimely, it goes directly against God's plan. Satan feels like, oh, I've succeeded. I've succeeded. I've gotten my will to be accomplished through these disobedient people they think they're more more spiritual than Jesus Oh, they have they think they have more burden for souls than Jesus Christ they think that they know how to work things out they know that this is how it needs to get done if Jesus is here let me go and tell everyone that's that's not the way to go that's not the way to go that's not the way to go But Satan will never ultimately win. God always comes and does something much bigger and puts the enemy to shame. In the midst of the enemy rejoicing, saying that, hey, I prevented plan A from taking place. Look at this. I messed up. I messed this up. I messed up God's plan over here because A, was willing to partner with me because B's agenda was all about himself. C's agenda was always on her feelings. And D's agenda was always on his family. E's agenda was always looking at his body. F's agenda was always looking at whoever is there to see how they can extract from them. Oh, Satan is so happy. He's so happy. When Zeke comes and says, Hey, I'll play spiritual. I'll play so spiritual that when Jesus says, Don't bring anyone here. I'll go and do the opposite. Bring everyone here and disrupt Plan because Jesus doesn't know. You see, Jesus doesn't know when to evangelize, when to pray, and when to withdraw. Jesus doesn't know there's a need here. There's so many sick people here, it's like Judas, it's a satanic spirit, a self righteous spirit. Self righteous spirit is white serpent from the pit of hell self-righteous spirit will always go against the righteousness of God self-righteous spirit is a lying spirit which will always go against the truth of God self-righteous spirit is a spirit that is always hostile to the kingdom of God self-righteous spirit will always work against the plans of God God is speaking to our hearts today God is speaking to the hearts today. May every single person here understand what the Holy Spirit is speaking at this hour. Never give yourself over to the self righteous spirit. Oh Jesus You don't know. How long this person is suffering? Oh Jesus, you don't know how much this person is going through. Doesn't matter what God's will is. Doesn't matter what God has planned. Doesn't matter. They disrupt the plan of God by partnering With Lucifer. Lucifer comes very spiritually. He has this nice, white, shining garment. And he says, Oh, I have a burden. More than the anointed one here, I know better than Jesus here. Very dangerous very dangerous. It's a very dangerous place to be. Heaven's agenda is the most important agenda on the face of the earth. And Heaven's plan, when you look at it, it's the perfect plan. Very perfect. When God says something and does something, it is always with a very clear purpose. The purpose is many times to bring out what needs to be brought out. The purpose is many times to shut down what needs to be shut down. The purpose is many times to expose what needs to be exposed. God will arrange certain things a certain way to bring to light what needs to be brought to light. there are people who cooperate with the devil and say all this needs to be done this way we need to bring the people here now Jesus God is speaking to our hearts today what do we care about? what are you caring about? money? money more than God? family more than God? pleasure more than God your hobbies more than God what do you want to do more than God we need to be very careful check your heart this morning what are your motives what are your motives never disrupt the plan of God He leads the blind by the way that they do not know. First step in following Jesus Christ is to having a thorough understanding of not knowing what is before me and not knowing what will happen to me. But knowing that He leads me So there, I follow him. When I follow him, what needs to get done according to what he has planned, according to the route that he has, according to the stops that he has, I will be blessed by it when I just follow him, holding his hands. God is speaking to the heart today. It's a very nice story here, so to speak. But God turned the plan of the enemy into something glorious here. When He didn't expect people to come, now somebody showed up. What happened after that? I want you to see. What happened after that? What happened after that? With the plan of God getting disrupted. What happened after that? Someone who heard something that should not be heard. Now, she comes there with a problem. And she says, This is my condition. This is my situation. This is what my daughter has. Now Jesus is explaining very clearly here the business that needs to be taken care of is the children first and then the rest. He didn't say, don't feed your puppies. That's not what Jesus said. He says, don't starve your kids and take your kids' food and give it to the puppies. That's the right order. That's the right order. There are some people who love their animals more than they love their children. Some people, even if the child is going to die, they will not let go of their pets. Priorities are very wrong. It's very demonic. Very demonic. We need to know that everything in our lives must be at right order, should be done, in right order. God is speaking to our hearts today. Jesus Christ is teaching a very important principle. Let the children be filled first, for it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Don't do that. What belongs to the children It belongs to them. They need to eat first. After you feed them, what you have for the dogs, you give for the dogs. But don't give what belongs to the children and how will the children have. They're important. They're very important. God is speaking at this hour. Have your priorities right. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That's the way every single person must live. That's your first priority. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. If you put God at the back seat, God will make sure He'll make you last. If you put God first, we've seen this many times, I've spoken on this through the Spirit of God. you make God your priority, He'll make sure that He'll make you His priority. But if you put anything else above God God will make sure you become lost. Our priorities must be right. Let the children be filled first. And in this case he's talking about his people. His very own people. He says I'm here to fill my children first. Let me do that first. And when he spoke about the right order here, she didn't say, "Lord, I'm not your child. So when you are done with your kids, then let me know. At that time, I'll come. I have more important things to do, Lord. I I thought that I'll get what I want to get, but now I have an understanding that I came too soon. So I will go home and I will come back. Um, Can you just um, let me know? Maybe you can send somebody to let me know when uh, my time is. Because during that time, I can uh, bring myself... Between now and that time, I can be doing other things. She didn't say that. There are a lot of people who act very smart when they're not. I want to say it again. There are a lot of people who act very smart when they're not. Instead of humbling themselves before the Lord God Almighty, they will start giving orders to God. That's a very terrible place to be in. She said something, a very wise woman. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. That means she's saying, while they're eating something falls. Right? I take that. She humbled herself. Then he said to her, for this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. For this saying, she knew one thing. That I can get my portion. And she got her portion. Well, she didn't get the children's bread when she said I'll take the crumbs God said do you have faith? I'll give you more than you asked to according to your faith according to your faith her faith was bigger than the faith of even the children of Israel, just like the centurion's faith. So now, he's not giving it to her as he would give to any any gentile who'd come to him without the faith. She is expressing that faith in God more than even someone who claims to be the son or daughter of Abraham just as Rahab who was a citizen of Jericho believed in the living God and believed in the people of God who came to her house and she tied that scarlet thread and she let it hang there and by faith she escaped death not only that she became someone who had her name written in God's word and who became someone who was blessed by God and became a blessing to God God is speaking at this hour. The Syrofinished woman, because of her faith, God gave to her what she came for. For this saying, for the faith that you've expressed, go. What you asked for has been granted. And it was granted because when she went home she saw what she had asked the Lord was received by her. She looked at her faith. She asked him. She asked the king of the universe there. He said it's granted. There's no lingering there and are you sure, Lord? Are you sure it's done? You just said a word like this. I thought you'll come to my house. None of those things. Just like the centurion, who came to Jesus. Her faith and the healing power of the Lord God Almighty was truly great. Great faith because that she had no doubt. She confidently, joyfully went home. Because the Lord said, it's done. And when she went home, she saw. That indeed what Jesus said came true. I want to take you to Matthew chapter 15. Let's just go there for a few minutes. Matthew chapter 15. And let's read... From verse 21 onwards, Matthew chapter 15, from verse 21 onwards. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Mark has the story about the purpose of Jesus coming to that town. And then it goes into how that purpose didn't um, take place. What God purposed to do didn't happen, but then something else happened. But in Matthew, we don't see that. But we see something here. That the woman comes and she cries out to Jesus. And then we see more detail here in Matthew. We also saw more detail in Mark as well. This is why God had us to read both chapters together this morning. And we know why God took us to Mark seven first. Because it had a very important truth there, which is not in Matthew, which the Lord wanted to speak to us about. Now having read Mark and going to Matthew We see some things here that are not in Mark that God wants us to focus on. Where she comes and she cries out to Jesus, and Jesus didn't answer her. Then the disciples come and they say, send her away. She's just crying out. then you see Jesus answering here. And he's saying that, look, I was sent for my people and not for the rest. I've spoken on this, so I'm not going to go into this again. It's good to listen to the recording so you clearly understand why Jesus said this and The meaning behind this. The Lord God who healed the centurion servant is not going to come and say, "Well, you are coming and you're crying out here. I'm not going to help you because you are you don't belong to the Jewish race." That's that's not what Jesus is saying here. I want you to listen to the message to get a deep understanding. Mentioning that part so that you don't misunderstand if you if you were not there in that service to hear that message. I just said it in passing right now. You need to listen to the message so you can get the full A message from the Lord, from the scripture. Moving on to verse 26. Jesus says it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Again, we saw this in Mark 7. Children's food is children's food, it's very important. We need to prioritize that and make sure you prioritize your life according to God's priorities. Then you'll have God's blessings. Then she's answering here, we saw this in Mark seven as well. Lord, let me have the crumbs which fall from the masters. Table. Verse twenty eight is the focus here before I conclude for this morning. Jesus is looking at her and he's saying, Oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. Great is your faith. We've seen this, taught on this through the Spirit of God, that there are many, many levels of faith. Just like in faithfulness, There are many levels. And in love, there are many levels. In patience, there are many levels. In faith, there are many levels. She had great faith. Also, we saw that on Tuesday and before also. I taught him this. In favor, there are many levels. Faith. It's something that you're not able to see, but you know it is there. You act a certain way, you talk a certain way, you think a certain way, because even though you don't see it in front of you, you know that it is there. That's what faith is. Having said that, I must also say that people who believe something that's not in front of them, but they believe that it's there. And act a certain way, talk a certain way, think a certain way, behave a certain way, they all have different degrees of acting a certain way, talking a certain way, thinking a certain way, based on the levels of faith, where they are, what kind of faith they have. This woman's faith was great faith. Yeah. She's a finishing woman. But her faith was so great. Because her faith was so great, God said, I got to give this to you. I have to give this to you. If anyone must come to God, they must believe that He is and He's a rewarder of them the diligently you seek Him. The Syrophoenician woman diligently sought Jesus Christ, and so her daughter was delivered. Once again, does it mean that God, in all His wisdom, who had a plan A, plan A, in heaven and on earth? For Jesus Christ to accomplish, and the plan A was for Jesus to be hidden, was it wrong? Seeing that this woman was blessed, was it wrong? No. No. This miracle could have happened any other time, any other day. God did it. Because it happened doesn't mean whoever contributed to disrupting the plan of God, plan A, was right or should be rewarded in a positive way. No. But God always prevails. Even when the enemy tries to disrupt the plan of God through whatever the source may be, God comes through and he gets the glory. God comes through and he shows his power. God comes through and he drives out the enemy, putting Satan to shame. May God help us to understand this morning. The importance of pursuing the will of God, the perfect will of God. The importance of submitting to the perfect will of God. The importance of doing the perfect will of God. And the importance of not disrupting the perfect will of God. May God help us to understand. May God help us to understand. the importance of humility and faith. Knowing the scriptures and using the scriptures wisely while being in the will of God will prosper us greatly. May God help us To have a deeper understanding of what the scriptures say, to avoid all the snares of the enemy, to avoid every trap of the enemy, and to do everything according to God's will, His plan, His purposes. With great faith. With great faith. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning hour. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to your people. Thank you, Lord, for being a God who speaks. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. As you're bringing us almost to the end of this month we just a, a week almost a week left I pray that you lead your people into greater sanctification let everyone know what it means to truly pursue the perfect will of God let everyone know what it means to not disrupt the will of God let no one become a contributor to altering the will of God and thank you for speaking to us about the curses that will come as a result of tampering with the perfect will of God thank you Lord thank you for Showing that those who truly put their faith in you will be rewarded according to their faith. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And thank you for ministering to us, spirits. I pray that the continued hand of the Almighty God continue to be upon your people Father strengthen them Lord each one of them that they may run the race that is set for them with great humility endurance and focus with this blessing I bless your people with as your servant standing in the presence of God before the throne of God according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God I pronounce your blessing upon your people that they may embrace the perfect will of the Father that they may come to a place of truly wanting to be led by the Heavenly Father, that they may truly surrender to all to You and not come to You with any hidden agendas. that Your name may be glorified in all things. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Lord. And thank You for giving us this time in Your presence. Your Word is A lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And thank you for this word that you've given to us, which strengthens our bones and our bone marrows. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And give you glory. And give you glory. And give you glory. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. the Lord.